25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Let's see you. 
Hamov so la chassid 
In the AM. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday Erev Shabbos Erev Yom. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. With all the with all the focus on what to do tonight in the New York, New Jersey area, because we're basically in a monsoon right now. I drove to the studio this morning. I, I thank God I made it. I could not believe how much rain was coming down. So we're all working on the assumption that uh, tonight's meal is not going to be in the sukkah because apparently the forecast has not changed and. It's not supposed to stop raining till sometime on Shabbos, meaning Shabbos Day. Uh, but yes, no matter where you're making Kiddush tonight, 
Make sure to add what you have to add for Shabbos. I don't know why that was such a surprise to me when I just came across it, but <laughs> we've been so focused on whether to say a leishev basukah or not, which, of course, you wouldn't say inside a house, and you wouldn't say inside a sukkah that's destroyed by rain. Uh, but I forgot that you have to add everything for Shabbos tonight as well. All right. There you have it. Uh, here we are uh, looking very, very closely at the weather forecast. I can't think of a. Can you think of another day in the Jewish year where the weather is an actual factor? I mean, I know like Yom Kippur, you know, a day or two in advance, we'll look at the forecast to see, you know, if it'll be easy fasting weather or not. Uh, nine days, we always joke, that's the, you know, the hottest nine days of the year. But I can't think of any, besides those two, you know, light examples, I can't think of anything else that really is weather dependent um, on the general calendar. Obviously, if someone is doing an event for their for themselves, obviously you want good weather. You know, if you're making a Shalom Zucker tonight, you'd prefer it didn't rain. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else where I go out of my way to look at what the weather forecast is. That's probably it. And obviously tonight, around the world, and you know our wish, we've been wishing this all week, that every sukkah around the world have good weather tonight, no matter what city, no matter what country, no matter where uh, you might be this evening. But in the New York, New Jersey area, the way our rabbis are preparing us right now, uh, I I think everyone feels it's unrealistic that uh, the rain's going to stop just based on the forecast and the way that the uh, prognosticators are approaching it. Anyway... So that's the story. It's Erev Sukkot 5784, already a memorable one, with um, candle lighting time on this Erev Sukkot, Erev Shabbos at 621 in New York. 621 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Again, 621 candle lighting time in um, the New York area. Yeah. Uh, Lulu Vanessa on Sunday, the second day of Yuntif. Halavai, we'd be able to eat in the sukkah tonight. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll clear up. Uh, but around the world, certainly people will be eating in the sukkah tonight, thank God, and fulfilling that obligation. And uh, someone said to me, I thought it was such a brilliant comment. They said, obviously, this year we don't have Lulu Vanessa the first day. Obviously, this year for a lot of people in the very popular. Um, you know, Jewish communities of New York and New Jersey, we, you know, may have, may have trouble eating in the sukkah. At the minimum, we're going to have trouble saying the bracha of Leishev sukkah. You don't make a bracha when the sukkah is in that type of condition. Um, but there is one biblical obligation that we can continue to fulfill. And it's an easy one, this brilliant person told me. And that's v'samachta b'chagecha. So tonight, I guess, no matter where we end up eating... And no matter how you know things end up in terms of the uh, first night of Sukkot, let us keep in mind we have an opportunity to really enjoy our families and to be misameach and enjoy the Yom Tov the way the Torah commands us to enjoy. And I thought that was a really, really good point. So wishing everybody a very happy and joyous Yom Tov, a wonderful Chag ahead. We're here, by the way, starting Monday, Sunday, I apologize to our Israeli listeners. Sunday is the second day Yuntif in the diaspora. Uh, Monday we're here, Monday through Friday, including Hoshana Rabba. There'll be a JMN broadcast. i got to coordinate with Avrami exactly how we're going to handle everything. 
Uh, so we're here all week, and of course, you have the network keeping you company all day, no matter what Cholomoy trip you might be on. And obviously, once Simchas Torah ends, which is a week from Sunday, we will uh, get back to a normal, totally normal schedule. In fact, our next weekly update, since Malcolm Holmline is not able to join us today, and he will not join us on Hoshana Rabbah, our next weekly update will be October the 13th, two weeks from today, October the 13th, two weeks from today, right here at JM in the AM. All right, more coming up. Thanks for listening, everybody. It is an Erev Yom Tov, Erev Sukkis, Erev Shabbos, and you're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM, one of our favorite Yom Tov selections for the last 40 years or so. <laughs> Maybe a drop less. Visamachta done by Kesher off of their volume number one. Shout out to Lenny Solomon and company. Shalom Jacobs before that with the Hallel and Sukkis medleys. You heard Shlemy Dax and Strolly Williger with their classic Hallel and Visamachta medleys. And you're listening to JM and AM on this Erev Sukkis 5784. How do you like that? Special hello to everybody listening in Kiryat Gat. Z Stein on the app says, enjoying JM and AM and sunny Kiryat Gat Chag Sameach. Wow. Thank you, Bubby Z. Yeah, I wish I was in sunny weather right now, frankly. Although it doesn't sound like it's still pouring like it was before, but... We're in a nonstop rain situation. Listener Tikva says, Boker Tov and Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach. And that's, of course, from Petach Tikva, Israel. Listener Moshe says, Good morning, Nahum. The rain will stop for two hours in the afternoon and again after 10 p.m. in Muncie. I have a solution for you. If not, Chabad eats and drinks only in the sukkah the entire Yom Tov, no matter what. Yeah, that I know. We'll make Kiddush tonight, make a lay, sh- make a lay shave, even if it's pouring. Is that true? Does Chabad say Leishev Basukkah when it's pouring rain? I know that they they'll, they'll only eat in the sukkah, most most of those in the Chabad community. But is that true that they'll say Leishev Basukkah even when it's pouring rain? Wow. Interesting. I wonder what that's based on. Interesting. Wow, that is interesting. We have been, uh, we have been uh, treated to many rabbinic uh, decisions or guidelines, I should say, over the last day or so since the weather forecast has become so well-known in the Jewish community of New York and New Jersey. And essentially, it's either... Uh, well, essentially, the, the consensus seems to be... that I don't want to... I'm not paskining. I'm not being a halachic decisor. But the, the uh, consensus seems to be that you should try to say Kiddush without Leisha Basukah, just with Shechiyanu, without Leisha Basukah, in the Sukkah, start the meal, and then end the meal, or, or continue the meal, I should say, um, inside. That is the general guideline for a night like tonight where it looks like it will not end based on the forecast, that the, the, the rain is just never going to end or, or will not provide a, you know, a window of opportunity. Um, but obviously there are different opinions. But this one, I didn't think anybody says Alicia Basuka when the, when the sukkah is in such disarray, but... Hey, what do I know, right? I'll follow the guidelines and uh, try to guide everybody that I'm responsible for appropriately on this Lail Sukkis tonight, the first evening of the holiday of Sukkis. No matter what, I love what I, I love what I mentioned before, and this was said to me by uh, somebody in Israel, and that is that uh, it seems because again it's Shabbos, so we don't have Lulav and Estrog the first day. Uh, it seems that the only and, and the likelihood is, again, depending on how things go tonight, in the New York, New Jersey area, the likelihood is that we will not be saying Aleshev Basuka. Um, but again, you know, we'll see. Uh, but then but then the only biblical commandment that we still have is Vesamachta Bechagecha. We have to increase the happiness tonight and enjoy the Chag with family and friends, no matter what the circumstances are. And let's be thankful. Let's be very, very thankful. Because uh, people have been uh, observing Yom Tov over the centuries in much, much worse situations and conditions than we will have tonight. That I could tell you. So let us uh, keep that perspective and uh, stay as happy and as joyous as possible as the Chag.
begins this evening. We're here uh, Monday through Friday of next week. Cholamoid and Hoshana Rabo. I'll uh, coordinate with Avrami and uh, get those JMM schedules all set. But you'll certainly have great programming uh, all through the morning and all through the day on Cholamoid and Hoshana Rabba. And then, of course, back to our regular schedule a week from Monday, the day after Simchus Torah, uh, which is observed in the diaspora uh, a week from Sunday. Okay, there you have it. <laughs> and the next weekly update, the next weekly update with Malcolm Honline, Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents, will be Friday, the 13th of October. Again, Friday, the 13th of October, will be the next weekly update here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. JM in the AM on a um, Friday, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov in the New York area. Candle lighting is called for 621. Make sure you know when things start where you are. But the 621 is the uh, is the official candle lighting time here in the New York area. Huh. Interesting. A lot of people have interesting programming when it comes to Cholamoid, including us, by the way. <laughs> The Arab Shabbos Arab Yom Tov show with Mark Zamek happens at 10 a.m. this morning right here on the Nahum Siegel Network, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next, J.M.M. Galei Tzal, Baulpan, Eden Levy, im Mashakorachshav. סוהרת בשירות חובה בחלר רמון חשודה שקיימה קשר אינטימי עם אסיר ביטחוני. על פי החשת מספר סוהרות נוספות קיימו קשר אינטימי עם האסיר, מחבל שהוטל עליו עונש מאסר עולם. הסוהרת החשודה נחקרה על ידי היחידה לחקירות סוהרים ועל שאר פרטי הפרשה הוטל צו איסור פרסום. על פי שירות בתי הסוהר, האסיר נשפט, הועבר לבידוד, ותנאי ענישתו יוכבדו. עוד נמסר כי בשנה האחרונה גויסו אלף סוהרי ביטחון על מנת להחליף את תקני החובה בבתי הכלא הביטחוניים. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מציינת כי על פי הסיכום בין משרד הביטחון למשרד לביטחון לאומי, שירות החובה של חיילים בבתי הסוהר הביטחוניים צפוי להיפסק. השר לביטחון לאומי, תמר בן גביר, הגיב בטוויטר וכתב, הפרסום מהווה הוכחה נוספת לדחיפת הוצאת החיילות מהאגפים הביטחוניים. לפי התוכנית שגובשה עד אמצע 2024, לא תישאר ולו חיילת אחת. גבר בן 38 נפצע בתקרית אלימה בנתיבות, מצבו קשה. הוא הועבר להמשך טיפול בבית החולים סורוקה בבאר שבע. צעיר בן 25 נעצר בטירה בחשד שירה בחברו תושב מועוויה ופצע אותו אנוש. הסכסוך בין השניים החל לפני עשר שנים כשהקורבן דקר את החשוד בפניו. המשטרה תגיש נגד היורה כתב אישום בימים הקרובים. בפקיסטן לפחות שני בני אדם נהרגו בפיצוץ מטען במסגד במחוז חייבר פחטונחואה ממערב לבירה איסלאמבאד. בקריסת מסגד נוסף בעיר פשאוואר לפחות 30 בני אדם נלכדו תחת ההריסות, כך על פי דיווחים מקומיים. מוקדם יותר במסגד נוסף בדרום מערב המדינה, מחבל מתאבד פוצץ עצמו במהלך טקס לציון יום הולדתו של הנביא מוחמד. על פי משרד הבריאות המקומי בפיגוע הזה נהרגו 52 בני אדם ויותר מ-50 נפצעו. בעת האחרונה גברו מתקפות הטרור במערב פקיסטן לקראת הבחירות הצפויות בחודש ינואר. 
מנהרת שזר, מנהרה חדשה בכניסה לירושלים, נפתחה היום לתנועה במיזם משותף של משרד התחבורה והעירייה. ההפרדה המפלסית תהיה שער חדש לבירה ותאפשר מעבר תת-קרקעי מהכניסה לעיר ועד למרכזה. כתבתנו בבירה נועה ברנס מוסיפה כי נמשכות העבודות להשלמת חניון חנה וסע שהתווסף למיזם, ורכבים ראשונים נוסעים במנהרה כבר עכשיו. תחזית מזג האוויר חם מהרגיל ומחר חם מעט פחות. אלה החדשות. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba 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 
J.M. in the A.M. Sukkot Shalom done by Diaspora here on a uh, Friday morning. Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov, J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for joining us, everybody. 
Wishing everybody a wonderful Yom Tov. And thanks for tuning in from everywhere and anywhere. Yitzchak Fuchs before that with a Nigun called Sukkot here at JMNAM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Kedem presents the Erev Shabbos Erev Yom Tov show with uh, Mark Zamek. Erev Shabbos Erev Yom Tov music mix all day long brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Final hour coming up about 5.30 Eastern Time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Lots going on, to say the least. Harry Rothenberg has some comments about this Erev Yom Tov, Sukkot 5784. Harry Rothenberg's words are presented in the Schosave Rufuah Shlema for Ruchama Chana Etel Bas Chava. Ruchama Chana Etel Bas Chava, for whom we continue to pray. And please join me in doing that. Ruchama Chana Etel Bas Chava. Harry Rothenberg at JM in the AM. Many years ago when I was in yeshiva, one of the rabbis taught us the laws that apply to hosts and guests. Very interesting. If there's only one pillow in the house or one steak available, they go to the guest. A host has an obligation to treat his guests very, very nicely. And similarly, guests have obligations. If the host asks a guest to do something, the guest has to say yes. Unless the host asks a guest to leave, then the guest can decline because a host can't kick a guest out. Sure enough, a few days later, a few of us were having a Shabbos meal right near the apartment where that rabbi lived. So after the meal, we went to visit him and he welcomed us warmly, put out some snacks, and we were hanging out for a while. And eventually it got late, it was after midnight, the rabbi said, okay guys, it's pretty late, time to turn in. To which we immediately replied, one second, rabbi, are you suggesting that we leave? You know, there's a law that guest does not have to listen to a host who tells him to leave. And he made a face like, oh, why did I have to teach that law to these clowns? So we stayed another 10 minutes or so, kidding around, and then we left. That was a joke, but sometimes it comes up for real. Last week I was in Toronto speaking at an event, and it was hosted in a beautiful penthouse apartment. At the end of the event, one of the attendees came up to me and he said, let's have a l'chaim together. And I said, listen, I have to politely decline. I'm not a whiskey drinker. The only alcohol I drink is red wine. Please don't take any offense. He said, no, no problem, no offense. About 15 minutes later before I left, the host came over to me and said, hey, let's make a l'chaim. I said, sure, just pour me a little bit. So he poured me a small shot, I have the glass. While the host was pouring himself, the first guy came running over, took me aside and said, what's going on? I ask you for l'chaim, you say no. He asks you for one, you say yes. What am I, chopped liver? I said, you're not chopped liver, but you're a fellow guest. If a guest asks me something, I can decline. If a host asks me something, I have to say yes. He said, oh, I didn't know that. So he poured himself a shot, we all had a l'chaim together. Why am I telling you stories about guests? Because guests are very important on the Sukkot holiday. We're told, Kabbalistically, that every night of Sukkot, the Ushpizin, the incredibly honored seven guests come to visit every Sukkot. Who are they? Seven of the greatest people in Jewish and world history. The patriarchs, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Yosef, Moshe and Aaron, and King David, Davin Melech. Interestingly, each one of the Yishbizen had an episode in his life when he had to leave his home. So they come to visit us on the holiday when we leave our home, when we're out in the sukkah. But there's more than that. Imagine how proud those Yishbizen are. Seven people who spent their lives looking out for the needs of others. When they walk into our sukkah and they see not just us and our families and maybe some friends, but they see other guests. Poor people, widows, orphans, people who didn't have a sukkah of their own. They must be so proud of us when they see that. And they must be so not proud if they see that the only people there are our families or our friends. Where are the poor? Where are the downtrodden? Where are the less fortunate? So hopefully 
just knowing that these species are going to come visit us will propel us, motivate us to pick up the phone. There's still time before sukkahs to call someone up who can use that invite, who needs that invite, who doesn't have a sukkah, and ask them, will you be my guest this sukkahs? David had no fallers. Harachaman who yakim yakim lanu. Esukas David had no fallers. Harachaman who yakim lanu. Esukas David had no fallers. Harachaman who yakim lanu. Esukas David Hanovales. What a beautiful sukkah! Such beautiful decorations and the stars shining above the schach. We take the lulav and esrog and wave in all directions, back and forth, right and left, and up and down, to show that Hashem watches over us wherever we are. Rachamon, who yakim lanu, esuk has David, Hanofales. Rachamon, who yakim lanu, esuk has David, Hanofales. Did you ever shake a lulav, a lulav, a lulav? Did you ever shake a lulav on a sukkah's day? Upwards and downwards and sidewards and backwards. Did you ever shake a lulav on a sukkah's day? Did you ever shake a lulav, a lulav, a lulav? Did you ever shake a lulav on a sukkah's day? Upwards and downwards and forwards and backwards. Did you ever shake a lulav on a sukkah's day? to the sukkah take me out in the fall put some schach on top of me 
Then decorations up to the wall we will shake, shake, shake the lulav along with the esrog too. With a one, two, three hadassim and two aravos. Simchas Torah, it's time to dance. Wave your flags and raise your voices as we sing and rejoice that Hashem gave us the best present anyone could ever have, our precious Torah. Everyone, let's dance! Let's go! 
העולם כבר מוכן, זה לא סתם שכולם מנסים את הרעב להשגיח. לא רעב של הגוף, רק לראות את פניו, את אורו של מלך המשיח. רק צריך עוד פוש קטן להוקן. אז נקרא בקור גדול לב אחד, מלוקד פה לעד, מלאך עליון, מלאכי השלום. אנא הרבו בתפילה, אמרו לפניו ישראל עמך, כולם מבקשים גאולה. מלאך עליון, מלאכי השלום, קירבו נעל רגלי השכינה, השמיעו תפילה. שנים מחכים, מצפים, שואלים, מתי כבר פדותנו תצמיח? מאמינים, ממתינים, לא נופלים, מתרגשים, מריחים כבר את ימות המשיח. רק צריך עוד פוש קטן
J.M. in the A.M. Ellie Marcus before that with Malachi Elio and the Baal Shem Tov Nigun and Vissamach Tebechagecha done by Eitan Katz. Uncle Maishi had the Sukkis medley here at J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov. Sukkis begins tonight. Got some rain in the New York, New Jersey area that we got to deal with. Uh, that could uh, impede on things, but who knows? Someone guaranteed me it wouldn't rain tonight, so maybe they'll be right. <laughs> Although I don't, I don't think the forecasters agree, but who knows? Candle lighting 621 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 621 is candle lighting in New York. Again, make sure you know when things start where you are. Uh, two days of Sukkis in the diaspora. Then, of course, Monday through Thursday, Cholamoid. Friday, Hoshana Rabba will be on all five days. And then back to our regular schedule a week from Monday, of course, here at the JM and the AM. Um, our next weekly update on the 13th, Friday, the 13th of October, the next weekly update with uh, Malcolm Honline. Friday, the 13th of October. Next week is Hashanah Rabbah. The week after, the 13th of October, we'll be back with the uh, weekly update here at JM and the AM. Uh, what else did I want to tell everybody about? Rabbi Yudin coming up, of course, in hour number three. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment away. Mark Zamek with the Erev Shabbos, Erev Yom Tov show coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. 
Plus, of course, the Arab Shabbos Arab Yom Tov music mix all day long. Plus, of course, the final hour all happening today. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, hosted and curated by Mark Zamek. And I can't thank him enough. Wish him and his... What was that? Was that a train? That was loud. Uh, wish him and his entire family, of course, a... Uh, a Chag Sameach. Um, so we take care of you all day long. We take care of you all day long and all through the week of Sukkot here at JMM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Yeah, I'm proud to say that. Um, so I get a... Um, I get a, an email that was sent uh, early, early, early this morning, like just after midnight. I get an email that says, happy birthday to my granddaughter. That's the subject line. And it uh, it seems to indicate that it's from listener Cena. And I'm saying to myself, oh, boy, I wonder what happens when I open up this email. Will this be one of those uh, one-paragraph Simcha wishes? Will this be one of those five-paragraph birthday-slash-anniversary wishes? You never know with listener Cena. You have no idea what type of email it's going to be. So I opened it up to see, and here it is. It's a uh, it's a five liner, and it's really nice. It says the following: Listener Cena writes, "A good kvittel and good erev yontif. Hope you're doing well." Baruch Hashem got from Bayswater to Staten Island today. Here for the whole chag. It is birthday time. Huge shout out to my granddaughter Hadassah. Adasa Kreindler Gifter celebrating a birthday on Sunday, the second day of Sukkis. Adasa, I hope you have a fabulous day. Wish you many more happy birthdays and good health. 120. It'll be so special spending Yom Tov with you. Avraham and, of course, Tamar, love you tons and look forward to sharing lots more Simchas together in the future with much love from Bubs, who's still in New York. We, of course, know her as Listener Sina. So there you go. She's back on the birthday bandwagon. <laughs> and she's spending Yom Tov in the New York, New Jersey area. How do you like that? I don't know if this was the best year to make that decision <laughs> based on the weather outside, but all right. <laughs> it's still flattering. That's for sure. Uh, next weekly update, as we said, is two weeks from today on the 13th of October with Malcolm Honeline, 13th of October. I do want to remind you about our friends at JewishWorldReview.com. Go to JewishWorldReview.com and print out for Yom Tov for Shabbos and Sunday thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world. It is amazing what they have there as a resource at jewishworldreview.com. So, and this is a perfect opportunity. If you're looking for some quality material to read, to catch up on, to learn about, here's your chance. Go to jewishworldreview.com and enjoy. More coming up. It's Arab Sukkis. It's JM in the AM. Sukkis in Jerusalem. Everybody builds their sukkah walls. Little children decorate cutouts and pictures large and small. Palm branches let a bit of light in. When it's dark, they even let the night in. Temporary dwellings for you and me. Soul comes down from heaven and goes into the body of a baby. 
And every footstep that it takes is judged with yes or no, or maybe. Love and faith lets a bit of light in. It's the life we find that's so exciting. Temporary dwellings for you and me.
Ha 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 
JM and the AM dedicating those Rabbi Sun selections to uh, AJA Carpool number 204. Down in, uh, where did that come from? Down in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Believe it or not, listener Daniel has uh, checked in. And down in Atlanta, they're ready for Yuntif. I don't think they have the situation that we have up here in terms of the weather, etc. But no matter where you might be tonight, enjoy it. Have a wonderful I mean, That may be the only mitzvah we're left with since we don't have Lulav and Esrik the first day because it's Shabbos and because of the whole question with the sukkah tonight. This Samachta Bechagecha might be the only uh, uh, mitzvah we could fulfill in its entirety. So make it a very Simcha Dik Yantif. And with that in mind, uh, since we're in the mood to talk about Simcha and joy and comedy and laughter, that's right, I'm extending it to that. We have a special guest coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NahumSingle.com, on the NahumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Uh, Dovi Newberger, who's been a guest of ours before, one of our favorite guests, he's been called, is presenting the Too Poor to Be in Israel for Sukkis Cholomoid special. It is this title, by the way, that got my attention and why I made sure uh, when we were talking about the possibility of him uh, being on the air this morning, I made sure we'd make it happen because I just think it's an absolutely brilliant title for a show. Again, it's called The Too Poor to Be in Israel for Sukkis Cholomoid special, hosted by, listen to this, someone who isn't famous enough to be in Israel either. It's happening in Bergenfield, New Jersey, at a place called Tommy Fox's Public House. And listen to the lineup. Before we introduce Dovey, listen to the people that are going to be performing that night on the Tuesday Cholomoid. Uh, you've got uh, Ami Kozak, Ellie Leibowitz, Joe Levy, Olga Nammer, Dovey Newberger, and S.J. Tenenbaum, all part of this great comedy night for Tuesday Cholomoid. Bergenfield, New Jersey, Dovi Newberger, Egmar Tov, and Shana Tova, and a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the A end. pleasure to be here. It's not many people I get up this early for, so Nachum, <laughs> it's really a pleasure to be in studio and talking about uh, from comedy and this comedy special I'm very excited about. Now, you made a comment to me, and I told you we got to discuss it on the air, about the uh, goings-on in the world of from comedy. Uh, this is something that's been a passion as a consumer as a fan of mine for 40 years i mean i don't know i'm not going to name some names for you which may not be familiar to you but you know when mark wiener and marvin silberman some people like that introduced the concept of using our tradition to describe in a comedic fashion you know what's happening in the jewish world that was revolutionary i mean i can tell you some of their routines from 30 40 years ago that really were like we never had considered hey it's hilarious some of the things that we do but now, if I'm on social media and I'm connected to the Jewish, um, uh, the Jewish platforms, you know, me, or the or the people from the Jewish community who are on the social media platforms, I'm seeing this stuff all the time. I mean, there are people who are. I mean, I couldn't believe that Elon Gold actually is making this a centerpiece of his act. The guy is known as a pretty well-rounded general comedian, right? And even he is using our tradition and the things that we do to, you know, yeah, to, well, to make I, fun. I think it's actually shifted a little bit. I played with Elon uh, about a month ago as part of the Chosen Comedy Festival at a, uh, a Rising Stars Jewish Comedians. Where was it, Manhattan? Yeah, it was in Manhattan. It was like, it was ancillary to the Chosen Comedy, Comedy Festival. It was like in the week prior. They had a bunch of shows at Stand Up New York. Interesting. And that was before the big one at the Ford Amphitheater. Right. Wow. I think it's a little different now. I mean, obviously, like, people from... 
Jewish culture have always been the uh, the movers and shakers in the world of comedy, but it's different in that right. it's gotten really inside baseball and in that the, the the consumership is so niche and so part of from culture that the content is much more niche and unique to, to from culture. Like obviously Jackie Mason. Oh, good point. Okay, I should have mentioned it, him, right? Himself, it's from from going from the Rabbi Sons of Music to the Rabbi Sons of Comedy, I guess. <laughs> himself was was is considered one of the uh, is considered one of the forerunners for all modern comedy. But and, what's interesting about Jackie Mason is that his routine was based on the Jewish world in reference to the rest of the world. It correct. wasn't just a you know niche. You got you know really what happens on a Friday night in our community. Like it was not that. Not it, at all. it was more a comparison to now. So therefore, and I'm using his name because I, 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 as I watch this stuff on social media, I think he's the one that's doing this the most. You could tell me you disagree or agree. Ellie Leibowitz, there's no way that his routine would have worked 30 years ago. There's no way. Not enough people would have been familiar with all the stuff. I mean, yesterday I saw him doing a routine that they uh, they posted on social media about um, about Al Chaitz on Yom Kippur. Right. You know. I, 30 years ago there's no way that a that a per, that the average person attending a comedy routine in Manhattan would have had a clue what he's talking about not at all i mean that's that's the beauty of what's going on in from comedy now is that we're having shows and i was doing these shows all throughout the summer that is really they were filling out comedy clubs with from people um, from organizations and and events are bringing in comedians comedians have be- comedy has become one of the go-to like kind of right. and not just music and as, is it always and is it always this routine is it always focused on i mean you went to you you do the whole summer is your whole summer based on what's going on in the jewish world uh, so me personally as as like my goals as a comedian um and i'll i'll separate that between a comedian and a comedy producer are different um i mean i i was i was doing both kind of i was doing like the summer camps and doing jewish routines i was performing at events like uh Sharsharad and nyu young alumni um and they are getting more inside baseball with like with from content but also trying to pursue the regular circuit uh in the city of broadway comedy club and greenwich village comedy club and getting in front of everyone um ellie's actually a, a great friend and a really talented comedian and i and i consider him like one of my mentors in in terms of from comedy because he's really opened yeah, up this but, this world a lot but i but, the, but and there's nobody on this list of the people that you're featuring tuesday night there's nobody who focuses you know as much as in, into the detail of the jewish world as he does or am i wrong about that um i mean ami kozak who has a big following on instagram ami ellie and another comedian friend of mine uh, Mikey Greenblatt, who uh, who created what's called J Sketch, they put out a lot of those wow. those videos that are like the niche tailored ones to the Orthodox community. Again, like the consumerism was never there because the globalization of from like of TikTok Correct. and Instagram was never there, where we could connect hundreds of thousands, if not close to a million, from people or surrounding shared experiences within Frumkite. Um So they're like the writers of of J Sketch, and and they created that. So those three are literally focused on that. Like when they sit down to write, that that that's the arena they're writing for. They're they're writing for you know the, the crazy I mean, stuff that goes on in the Jewish world. But the market's there, and even Elon. No, I'm saying, yeah, and even, Elon Gold, Elon and Gold Modi, too. right? Well, they're, yeah, they're all doing this stuff. Um, I would assume that at that Ford Amphitheater night, the majority of the acts were were concentrating on what goes on in the Jewish world, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, Elon, it's it's, it's really. I mean, Modi's someone who always kind of focuses right. on on the Orthodox community, um, 
but Elon, who's someone who can't, comes from with a Hollywood background, has been right. on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and right. now is also like kind of and it's funny pivoting because and, of, and again of I'm, the demand, really. I'm saying this as a fan so i don't know if i'm right but it looks like he's opened up a whole new vista the whole israeli thing and the whole you know israelis versus other jews and how they speak how they behave with their attitudes etc and that that i never heard before well yeah well elon's also a master impressionist he actually he he, uh, he hosted a show i forgot which network it was on network television i don't know it was cbs or nbc um which where he was a a guest and it was like kind of America's Got Talent just for impressionists. So he's a master impressionist and the Israeli impression's always been one of his favorites. So I think he's like tapping into that now. But very interesting. You know what's funny about this whole thing? <laughs> I mentioned Mark Wiener before, who I yeah. still think was the father of all of this. Um you know, when he first came out with uh, a comedy routine based on the crazy stuff that goes on in the Jewish world. I would have suspected that the well would be dry by now. Like, you know, how many things <laughs> go no. on? In the, and it's unbelievable. The well's it's never dry. Because the well keeps growing, right? Because because Mark Wiener didn't have access to to the ongoings of, like, what happens in Gourmet Glot on a daily basis, which is also... Right. Meaning the, the world of from comedy is ever expanding right. as we expand our, our own culture. Okay. For example, as a, we show, expand our horizons. a show like this, the Too Poor to Go to Israel Comedy Festival, right. 50 years ago, nobody would have thought that was funny because right. we went to Israel for so good 50 and years And you're ago. here because of that title. <laughs> right, exactly. This was actually, right. I wanted to, I mean, I had started doing comedy only about a year ago. So by the time Pesach had rolled around, I definitely didn't have a robust enough routine to market myself towards a Pesach program. But I still wanted to put together a show for people staying home locally. So I was going to call the two poor to be on a program Pesach <laughs> special and put together a lineup, but I just thought of it too late. Um, and I, have been producing around like Jewish holidays. We did a Hanukkah festival last right. year and that. we did the Purim show and stand up and why last right. year. Um, and I'm hoping to turn it into as a producer to turn it into a real, um, like every, Maybe we, maybe we'll skip Tisha, but maybe we won't. Who knows? <laughs> but to turn it into a real brand of doing shows every uh, right. every Jewish holiday. Plus the uh, December 25th space, which is always very popular. Yeah. The, uh, it doesn't have to be a Jewish holiday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to go ahead and plan a show. Well, Dovi Neuberger is presenting the two poor to be in Israel for Sukkot's Cholomoyed special. It's happening Tuesday night at Tommy Fox's public uh, uh, public house, which is um, in Bergenfield, New Jersey. It's an 8 o'clock show. It does seem from your announcement that uh, tickets are limited, meaning it's not the largest of locations. Would that be accurate? Yeah, it's a smaller room. It's like uh, limited to like 60, 70 seats. And is this info all over social media? I mean, people can... Uh... Yeah. They'll see it. If if I don't fill it out, I'll definitely start putting uh, flyers on cars in, in Teaneck and Anglewood. You know? <laughs> well, one second. I mean, can someone do a show in Bergenfield when I would assume 90% of the communities in Israel? Or, or is that not the case? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely enough of us left. And that's the, that's the goal of the show, to come together. I and... wonder what the percentage is. What is the percentage of families in a large Jewish neighborhood like Teaneck Bergenfield that are not home for Yontif? You ever wonder about that? That are not home free on No, are, I assume fifty percent away. I don't. Is think every it's that other high. house empty? No, I don't think Teaneck it's that high. It's not that high. I can't. It can't be. So that the high. twenty twenty five percent just dominate. Like they're just you know they're all over social media showing us the hotels. Well, it's an insane amount of people to just flock from right. one from New York to. Right. Israel at once, so it is. It just le like leaves an impression. But if a Teaneck Bergenfield shul had two hundred people last Shabbos, how many will they have tomorrow morning? 
Well, they fill in with guests also. That's right. So it's hard to know. Right. Good point. But in terms of regulars, you'll notice a percentage. Oh, yeah, totally. The drop-off is crazy. Ami Kozak, you mentioned. Ellie Leibowitz, I think, is brilliant. Joe Levy. Don't know him. Is he? Uh, Joe Levy is actually a, a producer in the Syrian community in Deal. Um, so oh, I, so I, he has his own set of jokes. If right, he's in the so Syrian I connected with a couple of weeks ago. We're actually looking into, again, like from comedy is just exploding. Um, I don't know if you've seen, we're doing the, uh, the Shalshalis, which is doing a, a community game night in, um, I believe, October 21st. I'm, I'm performing there, the new school in Teaneck. So we're doing a show for them. And now it's even, like it used to be, people have brought in comedy like a comedian for Jewish acts, let's say a Sheva Brachos or a fundraiser. Now what I'm being approached to do and and I'm trying to create this space a little bit is to actually produce mini shows for these events, bring in a a bunch of from sometimes not from comedians who are great for from crowds. I have a, um, a comedian friend, Ashley Austin Morris, who is, um, she's a lovely Christian lady who just like has all these bits about the Bible. And I put her up in front of from crowds and they love her. Um, and I bring them into these, to, and in, when a when a from organization will approach me and say, "Can you you know can you do uh, a forty minute show for us?" I'll say, "I can," but I think it'll be more fun if I bring in a bunch sure. of comedians and create create like a mini show. I love it. I love the idea. Um, and then you have uh, Olga Nammer. Olga Olga was featured actually in the uh, in the Chosen Festival this year in the Ford Amphitheater. Dovi Newberger, that's yourself uh, with your routine. And S.J. Tannenbaum, I'm assuming that's the person we got used to on the uh, Yeshiva University basketball broadcast. Actually, yes, I'm he assuming is. that's S.J. Does he have a sense of humor, S.J.? S.J. is an incredible imp- really? impersonator also. He's not just a, uh, a dignified courtside announcer, huh? Oh, no, he's <laughs> hilarious. He's someone who I, I workshop bits with a lot. Um, he, he's been in stand-up a while. I, I, he's been laying low for a couple months, but he's getting back in the game with the, with the Tupor to be in Israel comedy festival and i'm excited he has got some great impressions and he mixes in his impressions from the secular world into like jewish um situations very cool all right good lineup it's tuesday night it's in bergenfield new jersey and um information you'll find it all over social media or is there a specific my my, yeah if if you'll be lucky if you're not hit with uh with a dm (laughs) from me about it yeah simple as that well good luck thank you oh and we should mention one other person if I'm going to go to the era of Mark Wiener, Marvin Silverman's, one of the middle era people would be uh, Ashley Blaker. He also, uh, remember Ashley from, from, from London? Uh, he also has a lot of, he did shows off-Broadway specifically. On, I, don't, I don't remember. Did, yeah. could be, I could be I was on a lineup with him because the name sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, another person that's really, that's really done it, that's really exploded the, the from audience is uh, Alex Edelman. Right. With, with his off-Broadway. And now, now, now he's on, on Broadway. off-Broadway, now, right? Well, now he's on Broadway. Now he's actually on Broadway. Yeah. Large enough theater. It's considered a complete Broadway show. Oh, yeah. He's blown up. He's wow. crazy big. Have you seen the show? I have not seen what the one What have you heard? Is it funny? Like, show. I've seen his parts of his other comedy specials. He's hilarious. He's a brilliant writer. And, yeah, he's, he's incredible to watch. Very cool. Well, I wish you the best of luck with this. Thank you very much. It's always great to be here. I appreciate that. I can't wait till the next time. Hopefully for the uh, the comedy, for the Hanukkah special. I mean, the way you guys are going, it'll be every few weeks that you're going to be promoting a show the way things are going. (laughs) God willing. Yeah, that's the plan. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Dovi Newberger, everybody. uh, Check it out. Tuesday night in Bergenfield, New Jersey. A full lineup for those who are too poor or whatever other other expression you want to use to be in Israel or to be away for Yontif. And you're in the New York, New Jersey area. 
Uh, you can check out the show and enjoy more coming up, including, of course, Rabbi Yudin and more as we listen to a um, uh, Friday morning Erev Yom Tov edition of JM in the AM. Uh, by the way, next weekly update, the 13th of October, Friday the 13th of October, two weeks from today, with Malcolm Honline right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
the rabbi's sons that classic a of course here at jm in the am um 6 official candle lighting time 6 candle lighting time on this era of sukkus era of shabbos hoping for better weather than we are expecting but we'll see what happens this time each and every friday every era of shabbos with great pleasure we present rabbi benjamin Uden. Spiritual Leader Emeritus, Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, of course, Rabbi Yudin concentrates on the upcoming holiday of Sukkot. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody, and good Arab Yom Tov, everybody. Wow. What a special day today is as we are excitingly waiting for the Yom Tov of Sukkos. Now, just be aware that, interestingly, in the Torah, when the Torah speaks of the Yom Tov of Pesach, there is not an obligation from the Torah of Simcha, of happiness. There's no question we are very happy on Pesach. When it comes to the Yom Tov of Shavuos, the Torah mentions the concept of Simcha in Parshas Re'ei that we will read, please God, on uh, Shemini Atzeres. The Torah mentions Simcha once regarding Shavuos. Regarding Sukkos, the Torah mentions Simcha three times. Chagas Sukkos, Zman Simchaseinu. It is the time of our happiness. Number one, it is right after Yom Kippur. And we are happy and excited and celebrating the Kapara, the atonement that we received on Yom Kippur. As well as the Torah calls it Chag HaOsef the holiday of our um, in-gathering because it is the time when we celebrate the harvesting and the happiness that exists at such a time. Okay, let's talk about, first of all, the sukkah. Now just be aware that interestingly, the making of a sukkah in of itself is a mitzvah. It's not one of the 613, but it's not considered an optional activity either. The Torah says in Parshas Re'eh, Chag HaSukkos Taselucha, and the Nitziv explained that since the Torah mandates the making of a sukkah, you are to make the sukkah. The Yushalmi says you could actually make a shechayonu when you have completed the construction of the sukkah. Our practice is to follow the bavli 
and we don't recite Shekhyonu when you're on top of the ladder without your wine in your hand and without your bow tie, but rather we wait until the Kiddush tonight to recite the Shekhyonu, and the Shekhyonu tonight goes on the Yom Tov of Sukkos, Shekhyonu Bikimonu Bikiyonu, to the Yom Tov of Sukkos, as well as to the Sukkah. Now, the Torah teaches Pasukos Teshvu Shivas Yomim. You are to reside in Eretz Yisrael in the Sukkah for seven days. Outside of Israel, we know that we sit in the Sukkah eight days. What does it mean to sit in the Sukkah? So the Talmud teaches us Teshvu Ke'en Tuduru. You are to reside in the Sukkah as you would reside in your home. You eat and drink in your home, you eat and drink in the sukkah. Ideally, when sleeps in his home, he should sleep in the sukkah. A, from the letter of the law, married men are exempt, because just as they sleep at home with their wives, women are exempt from the sukkah, and therefore, a married man from the letter of the law does not have to sleep in the sukkah at night. However, during the day, should they take a nap on Yom Tov or any time during sukkahs, by all means, that should be in the sukkah. Now, when entertaining people, one should entertain in the sukkah and really learn in the sukkah the sukkah becomes really your home for the next seven slash eight days. In Eretz Yisrael, where it's very rare that it rains during sukkahs, people actually bring their very good furniture, depending on the size of the sukkah, if there's room for it, because the sukkah becomes your home. Now, it's very important that we understand, especially uh, for tonight, and I am in the New Jersey, New York area, where they are speaking of the possibility of R-A-I-N. So normally, during sukkahs, if it rains, then there's no sukkah. What does that mean? The same way that understandably nobody would stay in their home. If there was a leak in their roof, they would go to neighbors, relatives, until the roof was fixed. Similarly, if it rains during sukkahs, there is no sukkah. And therefore, one should not sit in the sukkah in the rain. In fact, the Ramah in Tafresh Amites, as much as says that if a person does sit in the sukkah, this is Allah Zion in Tafresh Lamites, if a person does sit in the sukkah when it rains, he is called a hedyot, foolish person, simpleton, one who doesn't really know. However, there is another law which we must know 
and to see how the rabbis juggled these two laws together. There is a teaching that since the Torah says, as we're going to read tomorrow in the Kriya Satorah for the first two days of Sukkot, chapter 23 in the book of Ayikra. So the Torah tells us in Pasuk 34 that the Yom Tov of Sukkot is Pachamisha Asar Yom on the 15th day of the 7th month. Interestingly, earlier in the reading, in chapter 23, verse 6, in speaking about the holiday of Pesach, the Torah says that on the 15th day of the first month, Chag HaMatzos, and the rabbis have a Gezerah Shava, which means if I have two phrases, two words of a similar nature in different places, we have a tradition handed down from generation to generation, which has the effect of a biblical law that the law of one place applies to another. On the night of the Pesach Seder, one must eat matzah. One must eat minimum of a kezayis of matzah, the compressed volume of an olive. Our rabbis learned from this that on the night of first night of Sukkos, one must eat minimally a kezayis of bread challah in the sukkah. So therefore, the question is, what if it does R-A-I-N on the first night? So some say that the first night of Sukkot is like any other time. As we mentioned earlier, during Sukkot, if it rains, it's not a problem. You're not obligated or you're even foolish if you went into the Sukkah. So should be tonight. However, the other law, which says, no, I must eat matzah and I must eat in the sukkah on the first night, which one prevails? So we work a healthy compromise between the two. As the Me'iri, one of the Rishonim says that the halacha, that mitzta'er, potter, sukkah, that someone who is pained by the sukkah, too hot, too cold, uh, foul odor, these don't apply to the first night, and therefore on the first night, 15-15 wins, and therefore one is obligated to have that um, minimal kezayis in the sukkah. So therefore, if it should R-A-I-N tonight, let me just tell you what is the proper procedure. One waits when one is ready to eat, and just as one could not eat matzah on the night of the Pesach Seder until it is definitively dark, so too one has to wait until it until it is definitively night. After 
7.30 at night to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah. So the proper procedure would be as follows. Ideally, and don't get nervous, one should wait until midnight. Why? Because you had to eat your matzah by midnight. However, clearly that's going to be rather distressing, challenging to wife, children, elderly people, younger, and therefore we say that that would clearly disturb one's simchas yom tov, so one should wait a little bit, perhaps up to a half an hour, it's not raining, I feel bad, what can I do? But this is what you will do, you're going to put on your raincoat, and you're going to go in the sukkah, and you're going to make kiddush in the sukkah. You're going to say Shekhyonu as part of the Kiddush. That goes on the Yom Tov, and it goes on the Sukkah itself. But, as you shall see, we will not say a Leshev Pasuka in the rain. We make Kiddush, and we drink the wine, sitting down in the Sukkah, period. We go in the house, we wash our hands on a Tilas Yadayim. What's in your pocket? Everybody has a plastic bag. In that plastic bag is a piece of challah, a piece of bread. You're going to go in the sukkah, and you're going to sit down and make hamutzi, lechem, mina aretz. You're not going to make a lesheba sukkah if it is R-A-I-N-I-N-G. We don't want to say that word. And listen carefully, after that, you go in the house and complete the meal in the house. You will bench in the house, having finished your meal. If, hopefully, before you go to bed, it stops raining, you will then go outside. You're going to wash in the house. You're going to wash, take a piece of challah with you, and eat a piece of challah in the sukkah, with a bracha, leishay basuka, and then go to bed, etc. All right, this is very important for us to understand that because of this chamisha asar, chamisha asar, there are, quote, different rules for the first night of uh, sukkos. I hope this is clear to everybody. If one has any questions, please call your local Orthodox Rav, or 201-906-3731, if I can be of any help to you. Okay, in addition to the holiday and the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah, you have the mitzvah of Arba Minim, which hopefully you have purchased, and if not, it's not too late, whereby the Torah tells us again in uh, the Torah reading for tomorrow that we are to take. Now the first thing is we don't take the four species, the Esrog, Lula, Hadassim, and Aravos. We do not take them on Shabbos. The same reason we didn't blow the shofar on Shabbos, lest one would come to carry the chauffeur, similarly, lest one would carry his 
Arba Minim. On Shabbos, we don't take the Arba Minim on Shabbos. Sunday morning, we do take them. We take, as we know, an Esrog. Now, this is fascinating. The word Esrog does not appear in the Torah. It does say, Pri Eitz Hadar, the fruit of a good tree. Now, what's good? It's very subjective. It could have, should have been, that everybody would come to the shul with a different fruit. What do you got? What do you got? Cherries, uh, grapes, apples, pears, peaches, plums. Amazing. What's amazing is that throughout the centuries, we've only used an esrog. And this is Torah Sheba Alpeh. Torah says to take an esrog, translated in English as the citron, a lulav, a palm branch, three hadassim, three myrtle, and two aravos, two willow branches, with the spine facing you. To the right, I have my three hadassim. To the left, I have my two aravos. The hadassim should be higher than the aravos, which are lower. Now, uh, the proper way of taking the four species, the Torah says, you want to take them. And the Talmud says, as soon as you pick it up, you, you get the mitzvah. So therefore, since the bracha is made over Lassiyasan, before you fulfill it, and if picking it up is fulfilling the mitzvah, therefore, common practice is that we pick up the esrog with the pitom, or where the pitom would be, because many esrogim grow without the pitom, pick it up with the pitom down and I make the bracha and on the first day I make two brachos with Sivano on the tilas lulav the lulav has three out of the four uh, species and then I make the shechayonu now the um, yes some have the custom of taking the arba minim in the base, excuse me, in the sukkah. All right? It's not a law. It's a custom. If that is your family custom, continue it. If not, you can make the bracha on the Ezra and Lulav in the shul before the recitation of Halil because we shake the nanuim of the Esrog and Lulav, the four Minim, in the Halil. Let's take two steps back, going back to the Sukkah, going back to tonight and tomorrow night, and that is as follows. The Torah tells us why, why we sit in Sukkah. We sit in a Sukkah order that future generations should know that Hashem caused us to reside in Sukkos. It's very important that people know this and that you explain this. According to the Bach, if one sits in the Sukkah and just doesn't talk about the Sukkah and doesn't realize why they're in the Sukkah, they're not going to get the mitzvah in its entirety. The mitzvah is the manyedu, 
you should understand why and therefore talk about it. And I'd like to suggest that you talk about something very interesting, and that is why is it that mitzta'er, if one is very cold, very hot, very uncomfortable, let's say there was a foul odor, I can't make my sukkah in a place where there is a constant foul odor. Why? Because, as the Talmud explains, Rava teaches that mitzta'er, one who is uncomfortable, is putter. And why should that be? If you're uncomfortable drinking the four cups of wine, so many would say, okay, it's worth a little bit of a headache, but come on, do the mitzvah properly. Why might it be that if a person is uncomfortable in the sukkah? And the answer, my friends, is, I believe, a beautiful one. That we are to remember that Hashem provided for us. Now, how did He provide for us? The answer is, please, mention this tonight. He provided for us as if we were in a five-star hotel. I don't know, I've never been to, quote, we'll leave the light on for you, Motel 6. But I'm saying this is not a Motel 6. This is a five-star hotel. What does that mean? Not only did he provide for us air conditioning by day and heat by night, not only did you get this service that your clothing was laundered for you overnight. Even in a five-star hotel, you put it out at nighttime to get it back, not the next morning, but the following day. Here you got it back the next morning. Unbelievable service. And therefore, because the whole purpose is to remember that he provided for us luxuries in the sukkah while we were traveling for 40 years in the desert, if the sukkah is not going to be pleasant, then by definition, it goes very against the grain of the purpose of the sukkah. And so, I think that we are to realize and appreciate what Hashem did for us and does for us. Finally, one last point. We have the beautiful custom of the Ushbizen, of inviting various guests into our sukkah. And by the way, once I'm mentioning, quote, the guests, let me say, think of your neighbors, friends who live nearby that might not have their own sukkah, especially tonight, invite them. If it's going to be raining, let them make the Hamotzi with you in the sukkah, and hopefully it won't. But throughout the week, invite people to come into your sukkah so that they too can uh, enjoy this mitzvah of sukkah. Now, the inviting of the Ushbizen is connecting with our historical past. On the first night of Ram, on the second night Yitzchak, and there are seven special guests that we invite in the sukkah, culminating with David Melech Yisrael. Well, how can we understand this? So, on Yom Kippur, we were reborn as a nation, the Am Nivra, 
And as Dovid Melech says, just as sometimes a baby needs assistance in breathing and in helping its young body function, we have just been born over Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and we are likened to a new one, be it a new child or a Baal Tshuva that needs help and assistance, meaning that a person who just underwent surgery, so goes to a rehab, and each day of the rehab they have a different specialist coming and helping them with different parts of their body, so too we invite into the sukkah Avram with his Midas HaChesed, Yitzchak with his Midas HaGevura, Yaakov with his Midas of Emes, all these different traits we imbibe in the sukkah. The Zohar calls the sukkah a sukkah of the Hemnusa. It is a special place whereby one imbibes emuna, just as matzah, when one eats it, one imbibes the matzah into their body. Here, being in the sukkah, and for that reason, listen carefully, in tomorrow's Kriyas HaTorah, Chagas Sukkos, Shavas Yomim Lashem, that just as the name of God is associated and consecrates the animal that one dedicates for a korban. Similarly, the sukkah has an aspect of holiness to it and a beautiful custom because of that. And you can correct me, it's a halacha. Namely, if you have a plastic tablecloth in your sukkah and you want to clear out and throw it in the garbage, you don't bring the garbage pail into the sukkah, right outside the sukkah, take the plastic tablecloth and put it in the pail outside the sukkah. Why? The name of God is on the sukkah. Wow. And this is a kind of basically telling us, say, leave your tiras keva, leave your home, which is your permanent home all year, and go into a diras aroi, the temporary one, because you're reminded by so doing what is most important. In other words, the values that we've taken upon ourselves, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we implement them in the sukkah. You shouldn't speak Lash and Hara any time, any Shabbos, any Yom Tov, but whoa, especially not in the sukkah. The sukkah is our way of getting back, quote, to reality. We were way up there, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We don't really want to come down, but we come down through the sukkah. The sukkah takes our hands 
and implements those beautiful values that we've accepted upon ourselves during the Yomim Doroyim. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and indeed all those that help JM in the AM on a regular basis and all our listening audience to wish all of you a wonderful Simchas, Sman Simchasenu, Kachabis, Kajyantif, and have a special Chola Moed. And please, God, will share some Divrei Torah before the last days of the Yom Tov, Shmini Atzeres, and Simchas Torah next Friday on Hoshana Rabbah. A Kachabis. Good Yom Tov to all.
with Shlomo Simcha v'samachta b'chagecha here at JM in the AM. As we wish everybody, someone pointed out to me that v'samachta b'chagecha is, uh, is the one thing we could do this uh, yuntif for those of us who have a lot of rain in the area and for those of us who obviously will not be using the Lulav and Esrog on, uh, on Shabbos on the first day. We still have v'samachta b'chagecha. We still have the opportunity to fulfill that mitzvah to the fullest of uh, being joyous, happy, enjoying each other's company, and having an amazing and wonderful Chag. Uh, and let's all do that. Um, we will uh, be with you next on Monday morning, Cholamoid, right here at JM in the AM. Mark Zamek in the Arab Shabbos show starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. A lot of great Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tov music, plus the Arab Shabbos and Arab Yom Tov music mix all day long. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedems. Make sure to be tuned in. Candle lighting in the New York area. 621 on this Erev Chag. 621. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Time to say good Shabbos and good Yom Tov at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible week here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Wishing everybody a Gemar Tov and, of course, a wonderful Chag Sameach, Shabbat Shalom, as we get set for uh, Sukkot beginning tonight. We're back Monday on Cholamoid. Make sure to join us. Candlelighting in New York, 621. Make sure you know when things start where you are and have a fabulous Shabbos, a wonderful Sukkot. Let's hope the weather improves in this area. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the Chag. Be as joyous as you possibly can be. And we'll fulfill that part of the um, of the uh, holiday requirements to the fullest, please God. Um, till next time, wishing you a Shabbat Shalom and a Chag Sameach. The next time, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.